Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week to break down all the things that are happening in pop culture and interviewing the people that make it pop. On today's show, we are doing our monthly pop culture roundup, covering all of the biggest pop culture moments from the last month. And if February was nothing else, it was the month of music. And so we are going to jump right in. It's just going to be you and I today, guys. I hope that you're okay with that. So strap in because we've got a lot to cover and I've got a lot of takes. Um, But like I said, February was the month of music and it all kicked off with arguably music's biggest night, the Grammy Awards. So the Grammy Awards this year, I mean, Award shows are very different for me since being in the music industry because there's so many politics, there's so much that is pre-planned about award shows that when you peek behind the veil, it kind of takes the spectacularness of an award show out of it for you. And so I've I I don't love them as much as I used to growing up. Um But I have to say that this year's Grammys really delivered, and it was a night of looks and performances and surprises. There was so much to give, and it was the night of the women. Um, First of all, uh, Miley Cyrus, she won her first Grammy Award for Flowers uh, this year, but she looked amazing. Now, I know her look was very controversial. It was very Tina turner Uh, You know, she performed on stage, but the way in which the glittery dress, I think it was Bob Mackie, um, or at least inspired by, if not, was, it was so iconic. I felt like I was watching a moment that's going to go down in history. And, you know, she just really delivered. I know that the dress like left very little to the imagination and her look on the red carpet. It was but it was great. And, you know, I have to say another look on the red carpet, very classic, but incredibly beautiful. Kelly Clarkson, man, I wish, you know, I, I feel like we need to give her a round of applause because the looks that she has been serving, and I'm going to say, since her show has moved from LA to New York, it's like, Whatever happened with her stylists, her style game is on point now. She has a look after look on that show that, and she looks phenomenal. Um, in I mean, just in every way. I mean, she she had bangs. Um, I thought that was going to be a horrible disaster. She's like pulling it off uh, beautifully, but yeah, she just like wasn't serving looks the last few years, really. I feel like she really kind of lost her way with style. Um, You know, she was going through a lot personally. And when you go through a lot of things, like maybe you're not comfortable in your body and you're not comfortable with like what you're kind of putting on the outside uh, because your insides are feeling so bad. Um, But I have to say, like, she's got it all together and she looked incredible in just a really classic white gown that was amazing. She was having a great night um, there with her daughter and, you know, they just, she was standing up and singing all the songs. Olivia Rodrigo would performed and she was like, it was literally Taylor Swift and Kelly Clarkson just standing in the front singing every word. And, you know, that's what award shows really are fun. Like you get to see celebrities really be themselves and let loose. Um, 
We had an inc- also incredible performance. Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs did a duet of Fast Car. Obviously, Luke Combs has brought new life into Tracy Chapman's song, um, but it was amazing to see that. Um, we got, I mean, all the biggest awards were won by women. Uh, Taylor Swift won Best Pop Album and then also won Best Album of the Year. But when she went up to win Best Pop Album, she announced, so we've been clamoring for weeks and months over when she was going to announce the Reputation Taylor's version release. So last year, we talked about this a lot on the podcast. Last year, she was just sort of racing out these Taylor's versions. We got um, so many of them back to back. It was like she wasn't giving a lot of room to breathe. A lot of people were speculating that she really wanted to get the Taylor's versions done while she was on the Eras tour so that at the f- at the final date of the Eras tour she could announce a brand new album and really start her new era and not be focused so much on her past uh accomplishments and music but we were wrong uh Taylor did not announce the Reputation album instead she announced a new album that's right we are getting a new Taylor Swift album and you know people were of course gagged you know the swifties um are just instantly in up in arms over everything about it um but yeah she went up to uh accept her award for best uh best pop album and announced that she was is releasing her 11th studio album called the the tortured poets department it's a bit of a mouthful Um, but of course I'm here for it and it is coming out on April 19th, uh, on Republic records. And so, um, you know, very excited for that. I am curious if we're going to get a single leading up to it. Um, you know, especially with these Taylor's versions, it's like she's everywhere and her songs are everywhere. And so they're all charting and she's like not really having to do a lot of promotion because my God, it's Taylor Swift. So I don't even know if she's going to like invest in a single because she didn't announce that she's releasing a single and we're, you know, about a month and a half away at this point from this new record. So she certainly isn't giving us a lot of lead time with a single if she has one. Um, A lot of people are saying that this is going to be her big breakup album with Joe um, and that we're going to get a lot of really juicy content from these songs. And so I... I'm here for it and I'm ready for it and bring it on. Um, But that was one of our big surprises. And then um, Beyonce also won and was honored. But the kind of the news that sort of trumped everything was that Jay-Z, who was was given a special award uh, of the evening, he went up and essentially used his opportunity to say that he was mad uh, that Graham, that, the Grammys have passed over Beyonce for all of the uh, like biggest titles. Um, and you know, he's not right. He's not really wrong because she has won more Grammys than anyone in history with 32 in total. Okay. So I, I get what he's uh, what he's alluding to here is that, She's 132, but why is she not 
Um, 16 of those times, by the way, she was nominated in the major categories and only won for Song of the Year for Single Ladies once. But she's never won Album of the Year. And, you know, he made his speech kind of that was the, the key note was like, why isn't she winning this? And it's ironic because it kind of had a Kanye vibe because Taylor had just won pop album of the year. And then Taylor went on to win album of the year shortly after that. And so it did feel a little bit like it was taking the steam out of Taylor, same way that Kanye went up and said, you know, Beyonce had the best music video of the year. So, um, yeah, but that happened. Um, and then, uh, also, surprise of the night was the final award, Best Album of the Year, went uh, was presented by Celine Dion. So we know that Celine Dion has been suffering from stiff person syndrome. She can't perform anymore. She hasn't been seen publicly. Um, and so it was a really big deal that she came. Uh, people were you know, thrilled to see her. Taylor won. Taylor brought Lana Del Rey up on stage with her. Um, which in itself felt a little bit confusing. Um, but what fans really kind of attacked Taylor for was that she didn't give a lot of praise or homage to the fact that Celine Dion was presenting her the award. Um, when she went up on stage, she sort of just grabbed the award from Celine, but was sort of like pointing out that Lana was on the stage with her. And then she just sort of gave her speech and walked off. Now, of course, later we ended up seeing that backstage they hugged, they took a, a photo opportunity together. Um, but, you know, it, it was a big deal that Celine was there and maybe Taylor didn't do enough to sort of honor that. Um, and so I hear it and I don't know, chalk it up to being excited about winning the biggest award of the night, but also, you know, Taylor is a very decorated artist, and at this point, she should know what's going on. But it, it was a fun Grammys, um, and you know, it just it gave some things that I feel like our award shows have been really lacking, which is it gave us fast sort of it was fast paced, good performances, surprises, things that just really have been falling flat at some of the award shows over the last uh, couple of years. And so, uh, kudos to them for putting on a great show. And um, and then also in surprising news, we got a surprise Beyonce album announcement as well. Not the night of the Grammys. She waited until the Super Bowl. She had a special Super Bowl commercial with Verizon. Um, and she announced that she was releasing her country record, which, you know, people had been speculating that it was going to be the second act of, you know, this whole renaissance vibe that she's doing. Renaissance was act one. Now she's going to release her country record. Um, and uh, people thought that might be the way in which she was going uh, because she started, especially at the Grammys, she had cowboy hats. She's been wearing this like very country-ish look. It's kind of like a country disco look. Um, but she, uh, but she did, she announced that she was releasing a country record and, uh, her first two songs, 16 carriages, and then the single Texas Hold'em both came out. Now I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose some listeners right here. Okay. Because I'm not a Beyonce fan. And I, I think that like Texas Hold'em, it's like 
fun and kitschy country music. It's the first time that a black female um, has gone number one on the Billboard country charts. Um, So kudos for her trailblazing that. Uh, But, you know, it's not a song that I need to put on. But I'm also not a massive Beyonce fan. Okay, and now don't hear me say that I'm not a fan because I know me some Beyonce catalog. I am a I can crazy in love with the best of y'all, um, but I f- don't stand her the way that you know people really do, um, and I get why people do. She's very talented. She's very uh, captivating in a lot of ways, and I love her story. And I was you know a huge Destiny's Child fan, and I was a huge early Beyonce fan. Um, I just haven't like gravitated towards some of her later stuff that she's done. Um, and I usually find like one or two songs from each of her records that I'm like into, but, um, but yeah, but not, but not a lot. And so I'm hoping that there's more on this country record that I will jive with. I just, I haven't, I haven't heard it yet. Um, something that I love, but, uh, but I will be listening of course, when, uh, Beyonce goes country. Um, and so we got that news, uh, of course, other album news, Normani. Okay. We have been talking about Normani for years. When is she dropping this debut record? Her first solo record coming out of fifth harmony. We had motivation, the single, we had tons of features with Normani. It was time. We kept hearing about these albums and then it kept getting delayed and delayed and at no fault of hers. But I think that, you know, the labels didn't know what they wanted to do with her, what sound to go in, what direction. It was it was a big old mess. And um, we're finally getting our Normani album. So she announced that the album is coming. She did not announce the release date. Um, but the album name is Dopamine. She released the artwork it's official. We're getting a Normani album. And I know that the harmonizers out there are very excited and I'm excited to see what she can do. I love when I loved motivation. It was an incredible uh, first solo single for her. Um, but we'll see what direction it kind of goes. And, and I'll be back with my reviews on that uh, at a later date. Um, but also we're getting our Ariana Grande album, which we've talked about um, in our January pop culture roundup. So um, if you are curious about the thoughts on that, go listen to that. Um, but you know, her first single yes. And is not doing the thank you next kind of impact that I think that they thought it was going to, uh, the fact that Max Martin has been working with her on this project. I think we anticipated that it was going to be massive. It has not been the reaction has not been as, uh, as big as people have wanted it to be. And so they released a remix of it and it features Mariah Carey. And you're thinking, okay, two of the most incredible vocalists and pop divas that we've ever had over, over the course of many decades now together on a song is going to be epic. You know what? It's just not, it's not. And I feel like, well, so my husband, Joe, he asked me, he said, do you think that Mariah is just doing AI? Because Mariah doesn't even sound like Mariah anymore. And, you know, it's a good thought that he had. But I, my response to him was no, because if it was AI, it would sound better. Because it would sound like Mariah Carey. It doesn't sound like Mariah Carey. It doesn't like, 
outside of the whistle notes that are, you know, in throughout the song, it's just not serving and it's falling flat and it's also falling off the charts. So Ariana better deliver. I am very curious to see what the rest of Eternal Sunshine, the new album, has in store for us. She has said she's not going to release any more music until the album comes out because she wants everyone to consume the rest of the album as one sort of piece of art. So we shall see. Um, but also in music news, um, I mentioned Beyonce was kind of the headline. She sort of stole the headline of of the Super Bowl with her uh, album announcement. But the Super Bowl halftime show with Usher, it was a spectacle. And you know what? I feel very similar with Usher and Beyonce that like I early Usher, I was like obsessed with. And then like in the later years, I've sort of fallen off. But like he releases like an album and I like some I listen to it through and I'm like, oh, there's like this one song on there that I like would maybe add to, you know, my jams playlist and, you know, pick it up again. I, but so, I mean, I was excited for the show and, you know, especially coming off of Rihanna last year, it might be controversial to say, I thought Rihanna was a snooze fest. I thought that like, you know, the fact that she surprise announced that she was pregnant is like, you know, great. And, you know, it was a shocking moment and it gave us something to talk about, but she didn't do a lot. She just sort of walked around the stage. There was a lot of dancers there was, you know, the stage was moving up and down, but it was a little bit boring. And Rihanna is not boring. And so it was just, it didn't give me what I wanted. Well, what I wanted was what we got this year with Usher. There was skate, uh, roller skating. There was surprises. There was, there was flips. There was so many dancers. There was so much going on that it was almost a little bit overwhelming in that, like, you couldn't, you couldn't figure out what you were feasting your eyes on. Um but let me just tell you, like, he sang everything. He was sweating for the ages. He had so much str- sweat dripping off, which, of course, because he was dancing, he was singing, he was doing costume changes, he was lacing up roller skates and roller skating around the stage. I mean, it was a show. And we got surprises. We had Alicia Keys come out. You know, it was a little bit controversial because uh, she missed one of her notes. Uh, in the opening of her of her song or of her little set that she started, and everyone that went to rewatch it or watch it later who were who wasn't watching the game live, i.e., me, that was completely changed. They went in and fixed her flubbed note, um, and so there was stories of her flubbed note. And then, of course, the internet was like, "Wait a minute, I didn't hear a flubbed note," and it was revealed that they went in and edited it. And that is the power of social media, guys. That's why we can't get away with anything anymore. Um, but it was it was such a show. It was something to really, really enjoy. Um, and you know, Jermaine Dupree was there. Her, I mean, it was it was incredible. And so, if you haven't seen it, I think it's like thirteen minutes. It's thirteen minutes that you want to go and enjoy something, especially if you you know loved Usher back in the day with. Yeah, and my confessions, and I mean, my gosh, he he hit them all, and it was it was something to watch. So, certainly, certainly, think those are the big music moments of the month. But you know, like I said, February it's also a short month. So let's be honest. But February really, that was a lot of our pop culture news was 
just the Grammys, the Super Bowl, you know, of course, everyone's, you know, still going nuts for Travis and Taylor. Um, because I guess the Chiefs won. I don't know. I didn't watch the game. But um, and just kidding. I do know that they won. Uh, but I not kidding. I didn't watch. Uh, but I saw all the photos of Taylor uh, getting the ick uh, as uh, Travis was singing uh, Viva Las Vegas at the end uh, of the game. And so, you know, it's it was fun. It was a fun uh, month, but I think music really took the center stage. In other pop culture news, bravo. Okay, now I know we cover a lot of bravo here on the podcast, but this month... There is so much to cover, and guys, it's not great. It's not great. Um, Okay, I'm grouping all these things under Bravo, but these are some other big pop culture moments that happened in February. So starting with Tom Sandoval. So we thought that he couldn't get worse, right? After all of the Scandoval happened, so much was going on, we thought for sure Tom couldn't do anything that got any lower. Well, the season kicked off. And by the way, they are like definitely trying to give us a Tom redemption arc this season. Lisa is really pushing it. She's really trying to get the gang all to like be friends with Tom again. And um, yeah, it's just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's playing because meanwhile, He does this interview with the New York Times to promote the new series or the new season. And he compares Scandoval in the interview to George Floyd and OJ Simpson. Okay. No. And I'm just going to leave it at that. No, on so many levels, this is nothing like that. And I mean, people died in those other scenarios and Scandoval was not that. And so the fact that he was even thought that that was something to say is just, it just shows you how diabolical this person is. He should not have come back on this season. I stand by that. I think that this person, I mean, certainly at this point, Bravo needs to do something because it's not good. It's not a good look. Um, but yeah, he uh, he says this in the New York Times. And the odd thing is, so if you read this New York Times article, which I definitely say that if you haven't, you should check it out. Um, but in the, in the interview, um, or in the article rather, they talk about how he says these comments and that someone from Bravo, one of the publicists, is there and overhears these comments. They rap for the day. The next day, New York Times is supposed to go and see him Uh, behind the scenes filming his confessionals for the new season. They call and say he's just not feeling it. Um, But meanwhile, everyone's like, well, Bravo knew that he made these comments and now they're trying to redirect. And so they asked the New York Times, could we give you a different cast member to, to interview instead? So totally trying to change the narrative of what this story is going to be about and yeah, New York Times doesn't play. So they put it all out there for us to see. So that was the first thing. Then things are not looking good for our, you know, Bravo daddy, Andy Cohen. Uh, Brandy Glanville uh, submits a lawsuit naming Andy Cohen uh, and Bravo, um, but it's for sexual harassment. Okay, 
So this is a little complicated because obviously Caroline Manzo had her alleged claims about Brandy sexually harassing her on the girls' trip that will now for sure we will never see it because Brandy has put the nail in that coffin. That, I mean, I am furious that we're not getting Alex McCord back on our screens. I was dying for that. Her and Camille Grammer and having these women in the same place, I was chomping at the bit for it. Um, we've got it, by the way, we've got to get Alex McCord and Cant- Countess Luann uh, on the next season of Traders. Am I right? God, those two would be so good on, again, just, you know, in her ugly Herman Munster shoes. Um, yeah, it would just be amazing. But anyways, back to Brandy. Um, so all this stuff happens. This is now going to go down in history as the lost season. We're never going to see this footage. There's no way that they're going to be able to piece anything together. Um, So all this happens. Brandy had like come out that she was pissed that like Bravo wasn't coming to her defense against all the claims from Caroline. The women that were on the trip were coming to her defense to say like none of that happened. We didn't see that. It was all fun and games. Caroline was into it and then suddenly she wasn't. So it we don't really know what happened or what is going to take place there. But now we know that she is suing Andy for sexual harassment and so what the what now we have learned that has come to light, because Andy's made some statements and then there's also um, the, the message was leaked. Um, so apparently Andy is at a party, Kate Chastain is there, and they call Brandy on like a video message, but left a video voicemail, like a FaceTime voicemail. And I guess they sort of say, like, you know, come watch us have sex or we're going to, I don't know, we're going to, something about, like, watching them have sex. And that is really all that, like, Brandy's suit has really come forward with is that he was drunk and, you know, said to come watch um, him have sex with another Bravo liberty. Well... Andy explained it in a response on Twitter that it was, you know, Kate Chastain and that Brandy was in on the joke. And then what we have then seen is that Brandy also responded to their message by saying something like, I'll bring the dildo or something, or I'll bring my plastic dildo or something like that. So I see, I, there's, this is complicated, as I said, because like, they were obviously joking. They were obviously like inebriated and having a good time and thought that like, you know, Brandy and Andy have had a history of like sexual con, not conduct, but just conversation. You know, I think at the season five reunion, she like talked about giving Andy a lap dance. I mean, like she is always kind of this person. And so it, it, it wouldn't be outside of the norm for this to have happened. This feels all very revenge uh, focused rather than like truly somebody that is experiencing trauma from sexual harassment. And, but on the flip side of that, I will say Andy is their boss. And, you know, I, in my normal day job, I can't go talk about, you know, having somebody watch me have sex with, uh, my partner or a friend or another colleague or anything. I mean, it would be sexual harassment no matter how close you are or no matter what it is. So unfortunately it is. And 
I don't know what's going to happen. I, I feel like we'll probably figure this out behind the scenes. I don't think this is like going to court. I don't think that that's happening, but that doesn't stop there because then Leah McSweeney, Real Housewives of New York comes forward, files a lawsuit against Bravo and names Andy Cohen in it as well, talking about that, you know, she obviously has struggled with her sobriety and we know her story. We know her story that she came on to the housewives. She had, you know, claimed that she was like coming out of her sobriety period and she was like back, she was off the wagon, but that she was like doing, drinking responsibly. Well, she's saying that the producers took advantage of that information and essentially was like forcing her to drink and forcing her off the wagon and used her sobriety against her in ways that she could then act out. And she's kind of made these claims before. So that wasn't like necessarily new, but she goes on to say that also Andy Cohen has, you know, been partying and doing cocaine and uh, with some of the other housewives and some of his favorites and that he is just like, acting he's partying too much with the folks and that this is traumatic for her sobriety and now because you know she can't get hired other places she's lost some work um due to some of the things that she portrayed on the show and so she's claiming that this has created trauma for her and again it's like okay she got fired she was unhappy about it but uh, you know Andy, I I don't think that anyone ever thought that Andy wasn't a partier. Like he pretty much claims that he is all the time. Um, now what kind of like recreational drugs, alcohol, et cetera, that he does is like not necessarily like front and center, but I don't think that anyone's shocked to like hear this information. But again, on the flip side of all of this, he is the boss. And this is, I think, where the question is going to come in is that, that you know, people are have said for a while, like Andy's starting to yell at the women at the reunions and he's seemingly very annoyed um, with a lot of the, the Bravo characters. Is that like, is this time for Andy Cohen to move on? Is it time for him to maybe, you know, walk away as talent and just be daddy Andy behind the scenes, then he can go and do whatever he wants. Right. Um, well, maybe not whatever, because again, he would still be the boss, but you know, I think that right now he toes this line of being the talent, being the guy that's hosting the reunions. And then also being the guy that has his own show, watch what happens live and his own guests. And, you know, he's, he's going to BravoCon and he's one of the stars there. Like, you know, he is a Bravo liberty himself, but meanwhile, he sort of built what Bravo is and is the executive producer and of a lot of these shows that employ all of these other Bravo liberties. And so he is the boss and you can't really be both. And I think that that's what ultimately is coming. And there has been talk for a long time that, you know, things have happened behind the scenes and that was Andy's days numbered and are people going to come forward with, you know, the things that they know about Andy. And it just seems like now those things are happening, but how, where we go from here, I have no idea. Um, you know, it's, 
it's a lot and we've got to figure it out. And so, you know, Bravo was front and center in February with a lot of really big news stories, shocking news stories, um, but not necessarily for the right reasons. Um, in other Bravo quick news, you know, uh, Porsche's back on Real Housewives of Atlanta. We got that announcement. Well, we've got no other official casting announcements other than Candy and Marlo are both out. Um, and then there's a lot of talk that Married to Medicine, which just wrapped up its 10th season um, and is about to go into its reunions, three-part reunion, uh, that they may be putting this show on pause. They don't know where to go with it. Um, it clearly didn't work bringing Phaedra into the mix. Um, and so we may not see Married to Medicine back. Um, there was also some rumors that maybe they were, Bravo was thinking of doing the same and putting Southern Charm on pause. I don't know. We're coming off of a really highly rated season. So I, I find that hard to believe. Um, we have seen that the Salt Lake City women um, are on their first ca cast trip. And guys, it's in Milwaukee. What the hell's in M Milwaukee? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what is going on with these? The women of Salt Lake have been screwed when it comes to cast trips. I don't understand why, you know, they finally get to go somewhere international last year. And yes, it blew up. We ended up with Reality Von Tees, but it was also one of the most epic moments of reality TV history. So I don't know why we aren't like sending these women to nicer places. It's it's wild. Um, and then what else? Oh, I guess we've got Summer House premiered. You know, we all know that the Carl and Lindsay breakup's coming, but also I think the like headline was like Kyle and Amanda are not seemingly in the best place either. Um, so, but we've got a lot to kind of dive into Summer House before it really gets in. And, you know, I'm not loving Vanderpump. So I don't know. We're, we're, we're coming up on some strange times for Bravo because there's not a lot in the works. We don't have a lot of housewives um, currently filming. And a lot of the shows that we have on right now, I'm just kind of bored by. If it's not Traders, I'm not watching it right now, okay? So I'm still obsessed with Traders, guys. I can't wait. Um, this week's episode, we have to find out if it's Phaedra or Peter that goes, and I haven't been able to sleep over the over the decision. Um, but anyways, so that is it. That's that's going to be our pop culture roundup for February. You know, we had a longer February than normal with our leap year. Um, but, you know, it's still a shorter month. And so we didn't have a ton, but we had a lot of music. And we've got, I mean, there's so many good albums coming this year. Um, as a gay man, I'm living. We have so many divas are dropping their new records this year, and I can't wait. So we've got more to talk about with that. Um and then, yeah, we'll find out what happens with all of this Andy Cohen stuff. I guess we're going to go into March and find out what, what goes on there. Um, but yeah, that's that's our pop culture roundup for February. Um, don't forget, uh, you can find me on all the socials. I'm at CM Vitrano, um, and I am active as I can be there um, when there is breaking news. So if you want to follow pop culture stuff, I usually am like resharing other people's stuff, but try to like curate the things that are important that might end up on the pod. Um, but you can also slide into my DMs. And if you know a breaking pop culture story that you want me to feature on here, just 
you know, throw it in my DMs and um, I'll feature you in the next month's uh, pop culture roundup. So CM Vetrano on socials. And then again, don't forget to come back week over week. We've got a ton of guests coming in March that I'm super excited about. Um, so come back for that. And um, until next week, I hope that you all have a great weekend, great week, and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.